Hi and welcome to episode 157 of the Mighty Whites podcast. There's two pretty big games of football on, so nobody's watching live. I'm Jack, as always, joined by Casey. Hello. Um, well, we figured we should get one in now, uh, then see what happens on Thursday and see just how screwed we are. Because, you know, we've, we're have we really in a bad way, you know. Unless, of course, Everton and Burnley fall victim to four separate misfortunes and are unable to get a point. But that will never happen. One misfortune, that's possible. Three misfortunes, there's an outside chance. But four misfortunes, I'd like to see that. <laughs> uh, how's things, mate? Yeah, not bad. I've just got an, I've just got an image of Rich Allison moving around appliances from a burning woman's house. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the washer, the washer goes on the left. See, <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that's yes in Portuguese, but sure. I believe Portuguese and Spanish are quite similar, so it'll be something like that. Um, so yeah, we'll quickly mention that the the Sunday started well. Spurs won Burnley nil. Due to all the injury time, it finished about a minute before Leeds kicked off. Yeah, I, I could have done with that bit of more convincing victory, if I'm being honest. I, I did have a lot of, I did have a lot of belief that they were going to get a 97th minute equaliser. I wasn't even yeah. watching the game. I don't know how much of the ball they had, but just knowing it was still going. No, I mean, I know Ash, Ashley Barnes absolutely smashed one against the post with Luis completely beaten. So, you know, that puts in trouble. But I, we got into the stand and they had the game on in the concourse. And I just said, no, you know what? I'm stressed enough as it is. I'm not going to watch it. I'm just not. I'm good. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go sit in my seat. (laughs) I'm just, I'm done with it. Um, But that gave us the ideal start to the day. And we didn't follow it up with an ideal, but it could have been worse. Uh, Leeds won, Brighton won. Um, We did. It wasn't quite like the 4-2-4 really pressing that I wanted, but it was at least back to a back four and having some bodies up front, which we gave away a lot of chances, but we also created some, and that is better than what we were doing before. Yeah, I mean, if just just looking at the stats now, you know, 19 shots, admittedly only a quarter of them on target, but that's more than the amount of shots... How many shots do you think we would have had over the last three games? Uh, I mean, on target, I think we had like two against Arsenal. I don't think we had any against Chelsea, and I think we only had a couple against Palace. Mm. So, yeah, it was it was good to see, especially second half, that were creating chances. We had, we had one or two in the first half. We had a couple of good chances in the first half, but were also completely dominated in that time. Yeah, I mean, we nearly scored very early on, cornering that wasn't even a good ball in, but uh, Robert Sanchez, who did have a good game, dropped it. Gellar hooks it in, and basically, I mean, it's a goal. <laughs> Liam it's Cooper goal. with a goal line, you know, <laughs> goal line block. Heroic. Yeah, when it smashed Liam Cooper in the face, you could feel it in the stand, everyone going, oh, great, it's not our day, is it? Straight away, I was a uh, like I. I honestly, I as soon as that happened, I started feeling negative straight away, and that one was unlucky. But if we're honest, we were quite. We were probably lucky to only be one down at halftime. Um, Brighton had several pretty good chances. Melia made some good save. There were that uh, 
recovery tackle that Robin Cock made on Trossard. That was what an unbelievable, unbelievable tackle. I mean, I would say that obviously they didn't track the run well in the first place to end up in that situation, but it's a brilliant recovery tackle. And so we had trouble with that run all the way through. That run from sort of the left side of the pitch, not necessarily from the wing, but the left side of the pitch, diagonal in behind Cooper. Uh, that's where most of their openings came from, including the goal. Yeah. Um, I just thought, what was it, three minutes we had where you sort of thought, right, we're going for it here. We're going to take the game to them. And then it just fell apart, really. Like, it was so easy for them to, to come forward. Yeah, they um they really dominated our left-hand side. Uh, Veltman was sort of coming out from right centre-back and pushing forward a bit. So, Solly Marsh really pushed up. And one of McAllister or Gross would come across as well. And I'd love to say it was 3v2, but because Harrison was having to play quite narrow at times, just due to the way we play. Rafinha didn't do that so much. He just, I think he was done with it and just played on the wing. Uh, but because we were quite narrow and they had three men out on that side, we just could not do it. Even if we'd have had a much better left-back than Furpo, he wouldn't have had a chance, really. Um, it was a, it was structurally difficult and they pressed us really well and that made us pretty much unable to play out. So... That was one of the things in the second half, although it was a bit more direct, it was direct for the right reason. Yeah. How do you... I, I had to listen to the first half and then watch the second half from home. Um, how do you think it was bringing Click back in and going back to, let's say, almost a 4-2-4 four, four, um, yeah. with Phillips and Click in the middle? Yeah, with the amount Rodrigo dropped off, it was probably more four two three one, but it was that hybrid where you did sometimes that sort of thing. Uh, Click, he was fine. I I couldn't really go any better than that. I thought, to be honest, I thought it was better than Phillips. I thought up until about fifteen minutes left, Calvin Phillips had a pretty poor game in this one. Mm. Uh, he just seemed to really struggle on the ball, and you didn't get that dynamism that you used to get from him when they. A lot of the time, it wasn't things that were, like, it wasn't his fault, but Phillips at his best, you would have seen him tear ass in a cross and he might have been able to get there. Uh, whereas you weren't seeing that in this. Uh, like, there was a few people calling him out on the goal itself, but I don't think that's fair. Uh, once Rodrigo gives the ball away, it's a bad, it's a really bad giveaway of possession, but if you give the ball away 65 yards out, it's very rarely actually your fault, the goal. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, it's a basically if it's a clearance from a corner and you're the only man back, that's the only time it's going to be your fault that distance away. Yeah. Uh, but it's... when Bisuma came through after we lost the ball, Bisuma runs for like 30, 35 yards completely unchanged. I'll tell you what, it, it was like under Prime Bielsa. Yeah. Was that, was that attack that his defenders picked up the ball and it just has loads of room to run into? Well, one thing that doesn't change, whether it's Bielsa or Marsh or any potential future manager that we may have, Diego Uente will still make a bollocks of things. Uh, it was a good through ball from Bissouma. It's a decent one from Welbeck. And Uente covers really well. Chases back in, gets between Welbeck and the ball. Just stub it out for a corner. Just get something on the ball and get rid. 
but he like tries to sort his feet out, nearly falls over. Welbeck gets the ball, Juente does fall over. And it's a good finish. You know, he chips Melier, it's a good finish, but he the hard bit of that defending was getting into the right position, and he did that bit right. And it was so frustrating because yeah, they created loads of chances and they definitely deserved to be in front at half time. But the annoying thing was that the one that they scored, there was two separate leads errors mm. leading to the goal. Whereas some of the other ones, where they came down that side and played that ball in behind, I, they weren't really errors. It was good football. Yeah, I mean, d- despite their their lack of goals, not so much as much this season. But the Brighton are a, are a good team. They play nice football. Um, mm. And they do have that ability. I think that's why we were all scared about this one was because we know they have the ability to do it. And we are porous, is the nicest way yeah. to put it. Um, so it was, you know, it wasn't like we were coming into this fearful for no particular reason. Um, I know Danny Welbeck... Um, has had his has had his issues with injuries, but stayed relatively fit this season. Yeah. And if you can get him going, it's a decent Premier League striker. And but it's not that it's not that many years ago that he was in England's first eleven. Mm. Although it's probably more years ago than I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like it was like four years ago. It's probably like seven. <laughs> yeah. Um Probably was, yeah. How how long has it been since he was at Arsenal? Yeah. But um, no, it's 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 just frustrating when, like like you say, we go, go back to the goal that Urente is able to get back, and but he's just so concerned with trying to get on the ball that I th- you know I think that the easier option was was just just get behind him, show him back. And and yeah, and just give us a bit, you know, a few seconds to recover. Um, when you're watching it, it just looks like he's so, so desperate to get there that Welbeck reads it and is able to, to all but just shrug him off. Um, yeah. You know, which, and, it, and it was disappointing in that manner that, like you say, he got there and then we managed to mess it up. Yeah. I mean, for the rest of the first half, we had a there were a couple more efforts. Gellart had a decent shot that went wide, where he was like a bit of a snapshot when he was turning, and Mateus Click had a good effort from a the one good top corner that we took all game, where it just got passed to him on edge of box, struck it really well. It's a really good save from Sanchez. Uh, second half, we seemed to be a bit more direct, uh, and that did help us because. We couldn't get out past the press, and this allowed us to get the ball forward. And because instead of having the back five and one up top, we had. It was only one central striker, but we we had three or four men up, most of the time, and that allows you to have a chance. Even if you don't win the first ball, it gives you a chance. One thing, I mean, uh, one thing I was quite surprised from from them, and we were all a bit surprised that they sort of dropped off and were, were looking to run the clock down a bit. Yeah, it was it was on the hour mark that they took Solly Marsh off and put Adam Webster on, mm. and moved and, they moved Veltman out, didn't they? Yeah, that's just that's a really odd change. Like, 
I, I know we are not the most prolific team, but you are inviting us on, and we do still have some quality. Yeah, it was an odd decision, and I, I know for a fact that we're not the first people to say this because I think it. Kept, I think it, they said it on the uh, match ball. Like they were on top in the game. If they'd have just kept going for it, they'd have probably got a second. Mm. And they did sort of let us back in, but I do think that it's partly that and partly we improved as well. Because like in that first half, for the first thirty minutes, Rodrigo had one of the worst games I've seen a professional footballer have for thirty minutes. He could not, you know, when you see someone and they literally can't do anything right. That's where he was for about half an hour. And then, you know, to the extent that you got the ironic cheer when he passed a five-yard ball to Furpo. Yeah. But after that, he did, he sort of got himself going a little bit back in the first half, which is what I'm assuming saved him from getting hooked off. And then in the second half, I thought it was actually, he was pretty good. Uh, like that, that through ball he played for that Lafinia chance was really good. And he just seems... That's why I think we'll have to start him on last game because he is he does have that in him to be the one that can create something. Um, Sanchez made another really good save from a Rafinha free kick from distance. Uh, there was another one where we played it through well and Gellart shot just wide from edge at box. Mateus Click had a really good chance in the box that Sanchez saved, and that was a poor finish. Like it, It's a really big chance, and he hits it almost straight at Sanchez. Yeah. Um, and at the time, that was the one. In the ground, I thought, you know, when you think that was it, that was the chance. And I thought mm. we'd wasted it. Um, the subs, it was a bit weird, because uh, Shackleton came on for Cock on 68 minutes. Cock, who'd been struggling a bit with injury since what appeared to be the middle of the first half. Uh, he had a good game, though, again, did Robin Cock. I've, I think he's been... Out of the last three games, I think he's probably coming out with the most credit of anyone. Yeah, I feel like I did him a bit of a disservice now talking about how he probably should have been the one playing at centre-back. And in terms of stability, I still think he probably should be, but... Yeah, well, if, I, if, I do, if we play Shackleton at right-back, definitely. Yeah. Um, but no, like I say, I thought, I thought he did well at right-back. Mm. Um, he's quicker than I realised. Hmm. Because when he was playing in the middle, you didn't really get to see that. But when he's out wide, you do. I suppose in terms of the subs as well for this one, the, the, the big talking point was there was no Bamford, who mm. who was teased on on Friday. Yeah. Um, um, so we, we were left with, with the kids. I and... mean, it really, was Jamie Shackleton the oldest player on that bench? Um. I think he was. Probably, yeah. I'll just uh, get the subs up. Class and... Oh, no. Uh, who's older, Strauch or Shackleton? Ooh. It's close, but it, e either way, it's... Yeah, because then it's Bate, Hjelda, Cresswell, Sam Greenwood, Noan Kenner, Archie Gray. Yeah. So it's... They're the only two that you could say have any real experience. Uh, men... You get Strout for Furpo and Greenwood for Click in 83rd minute. Um, hmm. Which, it's a bit of a weird one because I've heard and seen on Twitter some people saying, well, those subs, that's when the crowd started turning on them. 
And it was around then, but I didn't get the impression that that had anything to do with the subs. Mm. At least from the people around me. People, I mean, there's no, the crowd did start turning. There was, you know, the sack the board stuff. There was a few songs for Bielsa. Um, which I, I didn't bother joining in because I didn't think it helped in the situation. But I just think it's understandable. You know, they, they have just stayed behind them and the last 10 minutes they started to be annoyed. And I think that's fair enough. There's a load of people with questions to answer. It's not really worth worrying about at this point. But the second, all it took to sort of get the crowd back was just like, there was a frenetic minute where there was we won the ball back like twice really quickly. And that was enough. And they were right back again straight away. And then obviously magic moment, 92nd minute. Ball comes out to Yorente. I am utterly convinced he's going to shoot, even though I, I really <laughs> I don't mean, want him were, to. There were the shouts for it as well. It wasn't, on, it wasn't on, but those were the cries at that point. Yeah, I would have been. I'd have been fuming if it had shot, unless he unless it goes in the top corner, obviously. But it was a. It would have been a that stupid cross arm. Going, no, he was wrong. Yeah, it was a. I was absolutely, but he didn't. He took a touch and played a really good pass to Gellart. Gellart's there against Matt Kukure and Lewis Dunk. Stands him up, sort of one little body faint, beats both of them, puts Dunk on his ass, chips it over Lewis Dunk and puts in a great cross for Strauk, back post. Great header. I, I know that he is, when he starts games, he flits in and out. And you might not see him for 25 minutes in a game and stuff like that, Gellart. Hmm. But he can do stuff like that. And in our situation, that's what you need. Yeah, it's, it's every performance, nigh on every performance you've seen from him this season has had something that has draw, you know, drawn the attention, whether it's, um, was it the Wolves, I'm trying to remember the games now, was it the Wolves game where he, he won the penalty? Yeah, he won the penalty uh, in the last minute for that. Basically, yeah. everything he's done, the earliest one was like the Chelsea goal, and that was like the 83rd minute, and everything else has been in stoppage time. Yeah, he, he just has he just has that, that confidence or, or lack of fear or whatever you want to call it to, to do things like that that you typically see reserved for like a Nike advert. Yeah. That's great. Like, I can watch... I, I, I'm so happy... With Strauss header, but God, I can watch Joffy do that chip all day. I have watched it so many times because if I ever open Twitter, because of the way the algorithm works, that as always, it always gets pushed to me mm. every time I open it now. So I end up watching it over and over and over again. Uh, we were just on about the bench, and Alice said, given the experienced players put us in this position, I can't see why anyone wants to give all the younger players a chance. They've got more confidence. I mean, I've got to be honest, after the, the Chelsea debacle, I was maybe a drink away from saying, throwing throw the kids and put Mark Jackson in charge. <laughs> like it was. I, after the Chelsea game on the walk up Beast and with my dad, actually said, Who do you have more faith in getting a performance out of this side? Jesse Marsh or Mark Jackson? And we both came to the conclusion of. Jesse Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, in this, I think we needed to be more attacking and we were. 
we needed to play with more width, and we did. The second bit of that, I'm not sure if that was actually anything to do with Marsh. Mm. Like I, I have no way of knowing. This is not something I've heard or all like that. I Rafinha struck me as someone who was going out to the wing because that's what he wants to do. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, um, it's one of the things, and, and I can I could understand to some degree us setting more defensively in the last three games before this, but I, I don't understand. You know, I, I won't understand the logic of moving not only our best attacking player to to full you know to wing back, but then trying to get him to play more centrally when the biggest impact he has had since in his time with us has been getting it wide and cutting inside. Yeah. Well, hopefully that experiment's over. But it wouldn't be Leeds if we didn't nearly manage to fuck it up. Tarek Lamptey in like the 96th minute shot across goal just wide. I was lucky because my position in the East stand for that one, it was one of them where I was on a good angle and the second he hit it, I knew it was wide. So it did. Yeah, me, me However, my, da- my dad, who has almost an identical angle, nearly died. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was horrible. Yeah, but you know that I still think that in order to stay up, I still think we needed to win that game. I thought it before it. I still think it now. But thank Christ, we got something because we. I know mathematically not, but if we didn't get something from that game, we're dead. Yeah, it would be. I mean, obviously, it it still comes down to Thursday now as to whether mm. our destiny is in our hands. But if if we get nothing from that, then it is totally out of our hands, and we could well be relegated. Could well have been relegated in a couple of days. Yeah, I mean, that was my my fear in that. Oof, Liverpool just nearly scored. Uh, my fear was that we that Burnley were going to get something. And that last five minutes of atmosphere where it got a bit fa- a bit poisonous. If Burnley had got something against Spurs, I think that would have happened after 20 minutes. Especially yeah. when Brighton when Brighton went 1-0 up. Like, that that was my fear. So, them not getting something really helped. We got something. And, obviously, it was a brilliant moment. Crowd went mental. It was, it was outstanding. And it, it gives us a chance. And it gives that option. Like, I, I've said a few times on here... I had no confidence in our performances and I thought our best, I think our most likely chance of staying up is Burnley mess it up, lose all three and we scab a point somewhere. Well, we've scabbed that point now. So Mm. at least we've got, it's sort of like if you're playing poker, we've not, we're not waiting on one card now. There's a few, there's a few that we can hit. Yeah. But I don't know if you've been the same. I honestly keep opening like live score and looking at the fixtures. And it's burnt into my head now who Burnley and Everton are playing. But I just I have to just keep looking at the table or looking at the fixtures just Yeah, I've had a to bit try, of that. to try and remind myself of of where their opponents are and, and you know the, the machinations of, of what could happen coming out of Thursday and like you say that we are just now so desperate for Burnley to lose on Thursday. Yeah. And just give us that chance 
And like obviously I, it'd be nice it'd be nice if Everton do too, but that's not what I'm worrying about. No. Um God, I really wish Brighton were two points ahead of where they are or Leicester, because then Brentford wouldn't be able to go anywhere. But they can still have a top half finish. Yeah. And, and Thomas Frank has, has said as as much that you know they will be playing that game to win. They're not going to be resting anyone or anything yeah. like that. So uh, Pontus, you know what you have to do. Yeah, he knows his job. So, like, obviously we weren't particularly confident. Well, we weren't confident at all. We both were basically in the acceptance stage of going down. How do you feel now? Uh, I think I've moved back in the grief scale. I think I've gone back <laughs> to denial. Yeah. No, oh, no, I, I, thought, I thought I'm at bargaining. I think I've I've gone back. I was at. To be honest, I'd skip stages. I'd gone from denial straight through to acceptance after the Chelsea game, <laughs> and now I'm back at square one. No, um, I'm now at bar- I'm now at bargaining. Like I'm I'm only. I'm not as it goes. I'm not planning on having a drink in the next two days, so I don't. I'm, I'm only ever about four drinks from putting some on Twitter. Like if Villa, if Villa beat Burnley, I will go out and buy an Aston Villa shirt to give to a child. <laughs> uh, I'm only ever about four drinks away from that at the minute. I, I just, I, you know, like statistically, I think, you know, obviously this weekend has helped his chances, but we're still favourites to go down. Mm. We are still the most likely, but there was a someone did one of the simulations of it, and most of the simulations had us going down, but the most common result out of any of them was lead stay up by a point. Yeah. So like we were still like I think odds wise I think we went from four to seven to four to six. That's the thing with Thursday. Like, if Villa can beat Burnley, all of a sudden we're not favourites anymore. We're not favourites anymore. I mean, I keep, it was 10 days ago now. Villa beat them at Turf Moor 3-1. And their and one was, was like 92nd minute or something. Yeah. Um, and just looking at the stats are actually fairly even, but Villa were. So I I did what I did watch a bit of that game. The stats may have been even, but Villa were comfortably the better side. Mm. I just, I pray that 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 we get a repeat of that. Yeah, and to be honest, for ease of mind, if they could could concede like eleven, just so we need what like a a nine goal swing on the last day, then or something like that. Oh, in that game, if Villa were two 0 up with a minute left, I'd be convinced that Burnley are going to get a point. Like, yeah, I'm. I hate this. We're scarred, we're scarred by their their win at West at Watford, aren't we now as well? Yeah, and I mean, I just, I just can't. I'm struggling to deal with it. I'm, I'm bad enough when it's Leeds, but it's actually worse when it's not even Leeds playing. Like, I am dreading Thursday. Like I'm, no, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the game, but I don't, I don't think I can. I, I don't know if I should. <laughs> I don't think I've got it in me. I don't think I've got the stomach. I don't think I've got the bottle for it. No. Well, um, hopefully Burnley don't either. The other thing from Sunday to mention is uh, Brentford won three two at Everton, who eventually ended up with nine men. 
yeah, so Jared Brandwaite's season is done. I'm hoping Everton don't have any more defend. Rondon's season is done as well. Not I ladies. don't think that matters. Well, it, it's an attacking body for them to throw on. Um, um, it's uh, with them with Everton's defense. A lot comes down to if Yerry Mina gets fit again, because he's one of them where their record is like three times as good when he plays mm. compared to when he doesn't. Is but you know it was not. I I am fully just worrying about Burnley, but it was nice that they're still in it. Like you know, in an ideal world, that's who goes down. But I don't think it'll happen. Um. So. We're not obviously going to bother previewing the Brentford game because we'll come back on Friday and do one when we know what we need. I mean, what we need is to win on the last day, no matter what. But whether that's something that would guarantee us safety or whether that's what we need to even have a chance, it'll be decided on Thursday. Yeah. That's That's why this Thursday is so big, because of the goal difference. The only way we look in a decent position is if they lose. Them drawing is enough. Hmm. Yeah, just just again, if we can keep it in our hands until Sunday, and then and then we lose. At least it was in our. At least we chose to do. At least, at least we fucked. Yeah. <laughs> um. So not that it actually goes in the thing, but uh. Everton Palace, what do you reckon? I, I'm praying for a repeat of the, the FA Cup quarterfinal. Oh, uh, yeah, they battered him, didn't they? Yeah, it was, was, it was 4 0. <laughs> I think they, yeah. they were sort of playing games with them at times, but um, th- that's that's the hope. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna half it, so 2 0. 2 0 Palace. I think Evan will win that. I think it'll be 2-1. And Villa-Burnley, the really important one. I've got to believe in Villa. Always liked Villa. We've, we've said that several times now. Yeah, big uh, fan. Yeah. Love, love what they've done there. Um, yeah, I'm going to be a Villa win. They're at home. They... I, th- I think Gerard is still pushing for them. For, it, it will give if they win, they have an outside chance of of a top half finish. Yeah. So, and I think that'll be enough to because I don't see any sense in in them resting players now. I don't think they've got anyone that they're no. particularly trying to bring through at this point. That like they might play a couple of youngsters because that Tim I I don't even know how you pronounce them, but it's like Tim Irowagum or something. He looks all right, and Carney Chukwemeka. Hmm. looks really good. Uh, but outside of that, they're not liable to just rotate everyone. I said the whole time that I thought Burnley would lose to Spurs, draw with Villa and then beat Newcastle on the final day. So I'm sticking with it. I think this will be 1-1. I hope I'm wrong. I, God, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think they'll get a point. But yeah, that will uh, that'll do us for the podcast. We knew this one was going to be a bit shorter. We will be back. Provided nothing explodes, we should be back on Friday. Yep. And just... After both won. That could be... Well, that's the other reason that point was so important, because if they do win, we still have a chance. Mm. Whereas without that point, mm. if they won, we were down. 
Yeah. Uh, it guarantees we'll get it to the final day. I mean, I suppose that's the thing. is If Everton win, they're safe. Yeah. That's them sorted. It's, it's Burnley. But, but yeah, if they could lose as well, like, because obviously on final day, they've got Arsenal, who may well have something to play for. Yeah. Oh, right. I, it's that thing I think I said to you. Sounds like well, we didn't get to see it, but it sounds of it they were absolutely awful against Newcastle last night. Yeah, I, I said to you last night that I tried to deal with that in, in both the pessimistic and optimistic senses that, well, you know, if they'd have won, they'd have, have, they'd have had to won to keep hold of a fourth place for the Champions League. But since they lost, they, they've just got to go all out for it and, and hope that Spurs mess it up. So basically Arsenal have to win. Yeah. How did they get on against Everton last time in the league? Alex Iwobi, 94th minute winner. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we did, we did watch that, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so all we can hope you is... Know, that... You know what really annoys me? I was happy when that went in. I celebrated that. Because you thought that... I didn't man. think it was going to be an issue. <laughs> in my naivety. <laughs> Bad Casey. <laughs> uh, that was that was some point this year, and it feels like I was about seven years younger when that. Oh happened. yeah, when when I think about games in the first half of this season, it might it might as well have been four years ago. It just felt completely different to how it feels now. Yeah, I I bet there'd be some, a bit of a goldmine for us to pull from our first ten to fifteen games going. Yeah, I'll be fine. You know, once the injuries, once the injuries recover and are back in the team, and we get going, we'll be fine. Yeah, we we would never go in. Oh, we're gonna be. We luckily we were never one of the ones that were going. Oh, we're gonna be like seventh this year. Yeah, challenge like for Europe. But we did both think we'd be absolutely comfortable. Yeah, well, once Pat's back in the team, yeah, <laughs> it'll be fine. And it and was just... when he came back for Brentford. That was yeah. great. The problem is when he came back, it lasted about 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> right, so yeah, we will be back Friday and just hopefully we've got good news from Thursday. Because that is... I I, I, I'm, oh, I feel ill thinking about it. <laughs> Football shouldn't matter this much, but unfortunately it does. Mm. Uh, so, have we ought to add? No. Cool. No, right. I'm, I'm worrying now. Well, cool. Well, we'll see you all on Friday and just it any I'm not religious, but if any of you are, pray to whichever deity it is that Burnley get beat. So I've been Jack's here. Save me Jeebus. <laughs> Over to Jeebus. Oh in a bit. <laughs>